Good morning and welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And I always look forward to my Mondays because we've got Sadia Osmani in the studio, the one and the only, I should mention. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. <clears throat> Sounding a wee bit croaky. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, maybe it's the weather. It is. Yeah. It is. Because, and... you know, that bone chilling. Oh, yeah. I, I read a post about a week ago on a, on, on, on a news-breaking social media and said, you know, the temperatures will be dropping to a bone we'll chilling plummet yeah plummet. 17 degrees i think the words were <laughs> that's the most hilarious line Which was bone seen. chilling yeah exactly <laughs> luckily we're still in tw- uh, 23 oh, degrees oh it's today. absolutely yeah. wonderful out there it really is it's so nice i really enjoy it when the weather is such that you can because you know hong kong has just so much to offer in terms of places to walk and things to see there's always nooks and crannies which you've never explored and um and actually this is quite timely because what i was going to talk about was the fact that just kind of engaging with the outdoors just how beneficial it is i mean i find it exhilarating just to go out and then just walk compared to say going to a gym like if you really want to put some some you know steps in your day or whatever lots of people go to the gym and they stand on a treadmill and they look at the screen or they just listen to music and stuff but i tell you it's so much more pleasant if you just walk outside Absolutely. Like the weather is beautiful for it. It's not humid. Um, you know, just walking by the by the harbour front or even, you know, whenever we go out for lunch, yeah. we're, we're in Kowloon Tong. So we like to even walk down to Lok Fu, which isn't, you know, it's, it's just yeah. a train uh, train stop away, but yeah. it's such a pleasant walk. So so that's the subject that I was going to look at today at Chinwag because um, I saw some research about this and there is really something to be said that while you kind of engage with, nat- with the natural environment, our brain actually starts to work a lot better and um, and it's a new kind of area that they're looking at and it's kind of environmental neuroscience and it says that the exposure to nature isn't actually a luxury it's a necessity mm. so you should be doing it and um, James Gilbert he's an ecologist for Northamptonshire and he says it's all about mental reset and news is now sort of emerging that, you know, you need to kind of go out there and experience the outdoors and you will feel much better to even make decisions and do all sorts of things. But there are certain um, things that you, they're looking at. So, for instance, green, like vegetated stuff, blue, which is moving water environments. These are all sort of associated with uh, reduction in stress, improved mood, more positive emotions and decrease in anxiety. So so you can feel it. I, th- I think, you know, it does happen when you go out for a nice walk. Yeah. And then, especially if you're on the harbour front or something, it, there is something quite soothing about water. The other thing I find, too, is like sometimes when you're going to um, a place and you can hear the sound of water, there's some water feature around. Oh, yeah. The trickle of water. It's very it's soothing, very so calming. soothing yeah. and it's so nice. Um, and, and so there is growing evidence that nature exposure also benefits sort of cognitive function. So all the processes involved in gaining knowledge and understanding, including perception, memory, reasoning, judgment, imagination, and problem solving. Um, there was a study that found that after 40 seconds of looking out at a green roof, subjects made fewer mistakes in a test than when they looked at a concrete one. <laughs> 
that's quite an interesting <laughs> that's one, isn't an it? Interesting. So just before an exam or something, go and look at nature. Go and you know, and it has at, to be nature. You can't look at a green yeah. screen on your phone or yeah. something. So so oh, not a concrete brick wall or anything yeah. like that, right? And it says Dr. Mark Berman, director of the Environmental Neuroscience Laboratory at the University of Chicago, taxed subjects' brains with a test known as the backwards digit span task, mm. t- task, requiring them to repeat back sequences of numbers in reverse order, right? So you go backwards, right? Then he sent them for a 50-minute walk in either an urban setting, that's like a town centre, or a nature setting, and a like park or something, right? On their return, they repeated the task and performance improved by 20% when when participants had actually walked in nature, but not when they'd walked in an urban environment. That's quite incredible, yeah. It reminded me of, you know, during the pandemic when people had to quarantine in the hotels and what a difference it made for people who were able to have a, a... a view yeah. that showed the greenery <clears throat> rather than some which unfortunately for for some you know budget ones or even you know even even certain rooms facing in the direction of brick walls or facing the concrete walls mm. of the next building yeah, i know do you remember I when people three, i spent three weeks doing quarantine months and, and you just need to have some oh. sort of and sometimes people couldn't even open the windows yeah, just at having all. a big window made a difference and some people the their windows were um i think what's the fr- what's the word frosted over frosted glass and that also was not good for their mental health because you needed to see through the window and I mean I never did a single quarantine I didn't travel during uh, the pandemic but it just made me more mindful gosh it's something that we didn't even think about if we booked hotel rooms whether the rooms were complete whether the windows were completely see-through it makes a difference to to your mental health i think it makes a huge difference just to be able to see the sky now you know sometimes when you see all these kind of designer magazines and stuff with homes and things Mm. like that um and these ideal places like have massive windows so you're almost like bringing the garden into your you can see the garden it's just a piece of glass that's in front of you and i think that really does have an effect on your well-being it it really does help you know I first, when I was first married, I moved into a place. It was a two-bedroom flat, um, but the living room had no windows oh, because gosh. because it was the two rooms that were facing the outside, and then the living room was just in the middle. So it was, there was no windows mm. in the living room, and mm. I remember just feeling so claustrophobic. Yeah, and it was also very dark then. And it was very effect, dark. No natural yeah. light. There's no natural light, so we yeah. had to really have the lights on all the time yeah. uh, if we were home. So ugh. yeah, no. So they're saying you know you get real brain boost from being in nature and it goes beyond obviously getting the right answers in tests and things like that and they said research has consistently demonstrated enhanced creativity after immersion in the natural environment one study found that um, for a four-day hike with no access to phones or other technology increased participants creativity by 50 percent um, and, you know, it's it's crazy, isn't it? And then it says here, according to the biphilia hypothesis, humans function better in natural environments because our brains and bodies 
evolved in, you know, as because we were hunter gatherers, you see, yeah. and those were, and we were most attuned to being in the natural environment when we did all of that. Yeah. So this is kind of going back to our survival and the things that, that we were used to, and it's still very much in our system, you see. That's true. If you, I mean, if you look at most children, they love being outside and going outdoors. And yeah, yeah sure, they have toys, it, don't they? Sure, we, I mean, you know, give them toys and and stuff indoors. But really, they naturally prefer just going out, yeah, yeah. just running Even around. Even babies. How many people I see walking <laughs> the street just with babies who have uh, in their prams oh. and they're loving, they're loving just being outside, and and they tend to fall asleep and and yeah. they're much more relaxed. So you know, it's there, isn't yeah. it? You can see that. Um, it says most of the stress we encounter today does not require a physical response, but still evokes the same physiological reactions. So raised cortisol levels, increased heart rate and alertness, which can impact immune and cardiovascular function as well as memory, mood and attention. So exposure to nature activates the parasympathetic nervous system. The branch of the nervous system is related to a kind of resting state that we're in. And this instills feelings of calm and well-being and it enables us to kind of see things more clearly and positively. Um, and it says one recent theory proposes that oxytocin, the bonding hormone, may be behind the phenomena, exerting its powerful anti-stress and restorative effects, uh, effects when we are in natural settings. That's true. You know, if if um, cortisol, the stress hormone, is the schoolyard bully and sort of, you know, knocks everything out of whack in your system... Um, and um, uh, oxytocin is really the mm. uh, the teacher that can really keep that that bully Gosh. in check. So, um, oxytocin is a really good hormone to. But unfortunately, you know, so it, it, a lot of times, even if we watch something sad on on the telly yeah, or like yeah. stressful things, it can really it, it affects you immediately. Yeah. That's right. It says another explanation for the nature boost is something known as the attention restoration restoration theory. All right, that's art. Um, psychologists call the capacity to sustain sort of focus on a specific mental task, ignoring external distractions such as your phone. I think the phone seems to be a kind of thing that keeps coming up, that how mm. much we're distracted by that. Um, or things like your rumbling tummy. These things, like if you're hungry or something, you get distracted, distracted by stuff like yeah. that. Um I also, I mean, I think that like just going out for a walk, especially say after a meal and stuff like that, that can also, it's it's not well, only... Well, it helps digestion. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And also things like blood sugar levels and yes. things like that. Um, it says that there is some research suggests that higher quality environments are superior. So places with a diversity and abundance of birds and trees and different species yield less anxiety and better mood than less species rich areas. That's interesting. So a walk through, say, the botanic gardens or a, a zoo or something is more stimulating and much more sort of better for you to calm you down which you could see i suppose you know if you're walking in a place you can hear birds and the water and things like that yeah. that'd be much better you know we have another studio in uh, queensway right and that's opposite the hong kong park and it's so nice uh, well, whenever we get to record there and just sit there for you lunch yeah. yeah it's just Aww. so nice to just sit there and you can, and there's a waterfall there and i see people sort of sitting there having lunch i mean in the summertime it gets a bit too hot but this would be the mm. perfect weather it says another example 
example is the presence of curved lines. So that's like hills and paths or rivers, like you've just mentioned. For example, in a landscape, these natural features may um, may be processed more fluently by the brain because we evolved with them. So being, you know, seeing these settings. Going to um, the mountains and hilly yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty of those in Hong oh, Kong yeah. where you can go and visit. Uh, abundance of other stimuli, like things like traffic, um, crowds, adverts, sirens, social, social media plugs, and the pings that you get from social media every so often. These are all kind of clamoring for your attention, and that's where it can be quite taxing on the brain if you are surrounded. Like, so, so for instance, certainly in Hong Kong, if you go through Mong Kok, you're walking through, or Hong Kong Central and stuff, and it's like crazy, isn't it? Loads, yeah. loads of things happening. Um, so those things don't actually give you that break. There are quite a few nice little... Um, yeah, when we say outdoors, we don't mean like sitting yeah, and like, you know... Yeah, going through... Mong Kok. Or, or, or going through to a mall or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, not we a mall. Are, no. We are talking about trying to just be there. Nature. But there are some nice natural surroundings I mean, there has been a real attempt, I think, certainly in Hong Kong, to create a few of these natural mm. surroundings in places. And for malls to have more outdoorsy yeah, area, yeah. rooftops yeah. and stuff. So I think it's still not the same. Yeah. I mean, you know, that mall in Central, for example, that, you know, the one in the highest building, mm. um, well, I guess we can say the name, but it just doesn't feel the same when, when you're outdoors in that area. It still feels yeah, very concrete. It's, it's the accessibility, isn't it? It's yeah. a matter of like, if you can at least capture that True. for a short time, yeah. that's probably better Being, for for you. Having some fresh air and just not being stuck indoors. Um, there's also, there was a, a government survey in the UK um, where they, last year, and they found that a quarter of people hadn't visited a green or natural space once in about sort of 14 days. And yet, as the BMJ, that's the British Medical Journal, reported in 2021, greater contact with nature is associated with better cognition, working memory, are not unlike the things that we've just said. So mm. it's amazing just how many people, you know, I'm sure that's probably a prevalent thing here in Hong Kong too, where, you know, days can go by where you're busy working and stuff, where you know you don't actually... I can't... I'm just thinking whether the last time I was in a park... Um, I can't even tell you the truth. I, but I walk along the harbour. I uh, walk yeah. along there. But I don't remember being in a park yeah. for a while. And actually the designs of park, we, we had a guest uh, on, on a different thing talk about the designs of park is very important. You've got to put enough benches and you've got to have enough shade. And by shade, you can have natural shade by the trees mm. and stuff. Mm. But a, the, the problem is some parks don't really have the benches where the trees are. Yeah. And you need to create that sort of... I think that the term he used was like oasis yeah. so that, you know, um, people or even uh, street cleaners can actually sit down in the shade to, yeah. because it gets really hot in the summer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It might be 36 degrees, but actually if you're sitting directly in the sun yeah. where there's no shade, it can be like 40-ish degrees. Yeah, no, no. And that's, so that, that's the difficult the trees, thing. Yeah. I think in Hong Kong, certainly, or, or if you look at Singapore, at least in Hong Kong, we get a little bit of respite through the seasons. Oh, yeah. And things do cool off and people can actually go. And even even when you're thinking about hiking and stuff in Hong Kong, it's you really can't do it in the middle of summer. No. I mean, that'll kill you. It's just too much, isn't yeah. it? Because so, you're an avid walker. Yeah, I enjoy walking. Yeah. In the summer, do you... But no. Or, no. or do you just sort of go I, when it's a lot cooler, like... 
early I, in the morning and night time. Well, in the summer, it would probably be in the evening yeah. when things slightly get a bit cooler. But it's still quite humid in the evening, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that's a, a risky thing. But then what I try and do is if people are going to swim in an outdoor pool or something, I would always go when the sun has kind of disappeared in the afternoon. Oh, a little yeah. bit. So the pool isn't just completely covered in, in sun. So it's not like directly. Yeah. About, yeah. yeah. So about so that three you or get four. The white, you get to be outside too, yeah. which is quite nice. Um, but I think it's really what works for you. But I think it's really important. And I, and I, and certainly if you have pets or you have children, then, you know, these things, you have to try and keep them going. Because obviously when you've got a dog that you need to walk, then you're going to go out and you're going to walk them throughout the year, regardless of the weather, you have to take them out. Um, but um, certainly with children, I think it's important to get children going. And we were talking um, about the whole exam period too, weren't mm. we? That exams are starting for people. That's um, right. And, and they're always... This might be a good exercise, certainly now, yeah. because the weather is better. That Sometimes when you get so bogged down with revision, it's actually probably compared to just forcing yourself to... I remember doing this. mock exams are coming up and yeah. also Chinese school, local schools have You're exams. Forcing yourself to keep studying. Yeah. Go out have a walk but it's the parents sometimes the yeah. kids will want to go out, but the parents are just Take like your no, books yeah. go and sit in a park exactly. and work in a park if the weather is nice i agree and it's not a jolly it's not yeah. something you know parents have to allow that but maybe just being in that environment may actually help maybe there, there should be some sort of an awareness campaign about this because to get people out and about and, um, you know, making these places where certainly students and stuff. I mean, in universities now, the campuses are quite nice. There are areas that they can sit outside. Um, I noticed in PolyU, they've got some really nice areas where you can sit outside and there's benches and there's things and people are sitting on their laptops and things like that. So and children, children and adults, well, children need to be outdoors because they need to a socialize and they need to be outdoors to be creative and and be imaginative and all the positive things mm. and i know i've said this on the program a few times already but you know even inmates um and maximum security prisons in the u.s they are guaranteed at least two hours outdoors wow. a day wow. i don't believe children well I, I, I don't know maybe our listeners will know I me mean, how much time do children in hong kong spend outdoors and i'm not talking about Oh, well, commuting, you know, walking to the bus stop. And yeah. I mean, yeah. actually being Going outdoors. Going park. Yeah. You know, and there are parks around. There are spaces like yeah. that. Um, it's. I think it's just, to tell you the truth, it's probably just the effort. It's the homework as well yeah, that they have to homework, do after school. They get bogged down. The day goes. Then the weekend comes. The weekend is catching up on homework. I think, you know, maybe kids, I don't know. I mean, uh, my kids are grown up, but I do see that here... Lots of mums and dads are so busy with the homework with their children that they don't actually get that quality time to do some of those things which you should be doing with your kids. I agree, yeah. It's, it's I mean, my kids go to the, the, the local system and we went out for a picnic yesterday oh, in a park. Nice. So it was really lovely. We took the kids out to the park and we bought our mat and so uh, had a run around after that. And then I said to, I looked at my husband and I was like, so what now, what, what should we do? And he just looked at me and he's like, well, I've got to go home and do some more homework. Oh, <laughs> it's just, gosh. Um, because they've got tests and stuff. So yeah. Much. Oh, gosh, oh, it's that's just, really hard. Yeah. But let's maybe try 
try. I mean, you know, we know how good it is. I think people just perhaps even every, you know, perhaps once a week or once every fortnight, you need to just make the effort and just, you know, go okay. and go and go to a place, especially now as the weather is changing and you can actually comfortably be outside. Just um, make that little effort. And I'm sure, you know, when you do, it'll make a big difference. And, and kids need it, I think. I agree. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for this lovely chin wag. I'm sure our listeners, well, and myself, will be. What was the study again? Don't look at cr- concrete walls before yeah. an exam. Look at something green. Yeah. Like and that, that means a landscape. Yeah. <laughs> a landscape. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. And we'll chat to you again next week. Thank you so much. The 2000.